everyone. Anne Louise Gittleman here with First Lady of Nutrition podcast, where every week we bring you my personal heroes and the best and the brightest in the nutritional and health and healing space. And today I have a wonderful guest, Sean Wells, who's created over 500 nutritional supplements. He's known as the ingredient guru, and he's overcome many mental disorders. Good morning to you, Sean. And how are you this day? I am wonderful. I'm so glad to be on. I'm so glad that you're on because you have quite a stellar career in nutritional formulation, but you overcame some mental health demons. Can you tell our listeners what you overcame and how you did it, my friend? Oh, thank you. Um, and, and you know what? I think I'm going to say it's been a battle most of my life, and I would say that I'm never completely over it. I'm living a rich and beautiful life, but I also have those days where I'm, I'm battling again. It's, it's never just a, a fully linear progression, but I've battled uh, depression and anxiety most of my life. I think my family has as well. Um, so there is a, maybe a genetic component to it, but I don't feel, I think one of the most compelling ways that I've gotten past it is moving past a victimization mindset. Um, and and how, did you, how did you do that? You know, it's, it's something I cover pretty thoroughly in, in my book, The Energy Formula, as well as all this great biohacking stuff. But I, for me, I think, I think it's, it's all about, if you, if you look at people that are experts at what they do, the, the best of the best, and if you look at uh, Tim Ferriss's Tools of Titans, he was asked if um, there's any common thread between all these people that he interviewed that are at the top of their game. And the two things were they have an excellent morning routine, which really is setting the tone for your day and is kind of reframing, which is the other thing. They're expert reframers. Oh, I like so, that. So, so they're happened. really, yeah, they're, they're really good at taking something and saying, it's a positive, no matter what. Like I, when I started shifting on you, you win or you learn, which means you win or you win. And everything is a valuable lesson. Everything is working on your behalf. The universe is always working on your behalf. When I shifted that way, that helped me so much that there's opportunity in everything no matter if if something takes a huge downturn there's a massive opportunity there if things take a great upside to all this it's not just healing your biochemistry to heal your brain but you heal your mindset is that what you're saying that's where it all starts you know i'd done 20 years of biohacking which you know like i'm saying that the book is mostly about all these biohacks that i learned for 20 years but probably up until two years ago my mental health wasn't nearly as as profound as it is now. And most of the biohacks were keeping me alive. I was so driven. I was working 80 hours a week. I was accomplishing. I was on stage doing documentaries and doing all these amazing things. But I wasn't happy. And it wasn't actually until I did a, um, some work in, in plant medicine and, and with some therapists and 
um, had some shifts there that it really allowed me to to love myself and have this this massive mental paradigm shift that the biohacks were then things that improved my health you know instead of just allowing me to survive the abuse i was putting on my body so tell me about the psychedelic journeys you went on i assume that's what you mean yeah yeah so i really want to talk about that would you explain that to my listeners yeah so about two years ago i i undertook my first uh journey on plant medicine and it in this case it was psilocybin which is you know magic mushrooms some people might call them that um and i had worked with let me preface this by do this in a situation where this is legal do this with people that really know what they're doing that are facilitators that are highly experienced with these compounds and working with people uh, on this level for years and years um, that have trained under other people that are experts for years and years because um, you know this is a very powerful area but also an area that's very fragile in what you're doing with the brain Um, but normal therapy, I will say is not very successful by and large. And that may be a controversial idea, but, you know, people do it for years and years and years and people stay on SSRIs and anti-anxiety drugs for years and years and years True. and really never get big breakthroughs. Correct. And the reason for that is there's something called the default mode network where the ego is essentially at at full at full potential okay and the ego can um protect you right you know the ego is good at saying like you know you could get hurt if you do this or you might get screwed over if you do that so don't do that but it's also good at preventing you and it's not good at going out and doing new things in new ways so what happens in plant medicine is you turn off the default mode network you suppress the ego and you allow for the brain to be more neuroplastic meaning the brain can have new ideas new concepts rewire because in the past like the neurons that fire together the brain cells that fire together wire together so it's hard to go down a new path Um, michael Pollan, who's an expert in this area talks about you know, there's ski tracks down the mountain and you keep going down the same ski tracks over and over and over. And this is like that conditioning that the brain does and the ego feels that this is safe and they're not necessarily the best paths to be taking. They're just the paths you've always taken. And so what plant medicine can do is throw fresh powder over that whole thing. And then you can say, well, now what's the smartest path for me to take? and establish a new paradigm and that's where it's powerful because the ego is suppressed and because the default default mode network is off and you are more neuroplastic but how do you find somebody to accompany you on the journey yeah so that's that's the thing and and sometimes some of these are are one-on-one with you with a facilitator sometimes these are in group settings um so you want to be sure that the they talk about set and setting your mindset going in is important. And part of that is being safe. 
Uh, and then the setting is important. And part of that's being safe as well. Like you feeling like you can lean in like energetically, like the physical property of the place that you're at, as well as the other people that are there energetically has to feel safe. And so when you work with someone who's an experienced facilitator, you know, when I worked with uh, the people that I worked with. But how, did, spent, you how did you find them? Do you Google them? No, no, no. Um, you know, this is just through friends that I really trust that had had incredible experiences. Are these um, tra trained psychologists, shaman, shamans, I should say? Yeah, you know, some of them are trained psychologists and you can definitely do some legal work uh, with ketamine. There's legal ketamine clinics that you can go to with trained um, psychologists or psychiatrists. Um, I worked with uh, a couple, uh, Ta and Cole Witte um, out of Austin. Um, you can look them up. It's T-A-H and K-O-L-E. They're amazing. Um and, you know, we did this, uh, you know, we did this in a location that was fully legal in, in the right way. So, and that's the only way they work. Um, and they took like a two hour intake of me, like where we talked for several hours and they have like literally hundreds of questions on an intake that you have to do electronically and then a conversation. You talk through your traumas, you talk through your fears, you talk through all these things. Uh, then they track like the doses of everything when they're going to work with you on an iPad and you know the timing of everything and you know how you're feeling, where you're at. They start you slow. If you're feeling like you can lean in, then they you know can can move you up from there. But everything is systematized everything is set up for your success and i will say that's not necessarily true with everyone that's getting into this right now these compounds are highly effective but there's a lot of people that are getting into it that don't know what they're doing and you could end up working with someone that quite frankly could could do more harm than good so um you have to work with the right people you have to work with the right compounds um, and you have to be in a safe environment. So all of that's important. And if you wanted to just go, you know, down an easy and legal path, like, like I said, ketamine at a clinic is, is legalized now and, and psilocybin and MDMA are, uh, getting decriminalized in certain States in, in legal and in clinical, uh, environments. Um, and, and that's changing quite a bit. I think over the next five years, you'll see psilocybin actually be legal, at least clinically. Well, how does um, ayahuasca figure into all this? I have many friends that have done ayahuasca journeys. Or Yeah, yeah, ayahuasca, um, I would say, is a, a bigger one, right? Like, it's, it's kind of like the, the granddaddy of, of kind of uh, plant medicine experiences. And, um, you know, you will be fully in it for, you know, six to 12 hours, depending on how many pores you get. And um, it's the most psychedelic, probably, um, you know, psilocybin is, is kind of a, a more gentle one, I would say, like a better place to start potentially. But uh, ayahuasca is going to maybe elicit the greatest experience um, you know, if you were someone that was just going to do one experience, like maybe that's like the most impactful experience.
but at the same time, I, I don't necessarily think like, you know, and, and I've done it and I did it in Peru with the Amazonian tribe and it was amazing, but you're a brave soul. It would scare the heck out of me. Yeah. And, you know, people get scared that you can have um, diarrhea or vomiting. Oh, no, no, no. That I would lose control of my mind. That would be me. Yeah. And that, and that's a so fear. It's, that, not, it's not right for everybody is I think what you're saying. Right, right. Yeah. And well, and part of that is, you know, that goes back to mindset is that you will potentially manifest that, you know, like, you don't want to go into one of these experiences being fearful. So that's where, you know, maybe starting lower, starting easier, starting with the right people in a smaller nurturing environment is going to be a lot better. Like it took me two years to build up to my ayahuasca journey and I felt very safe and I had a great experience. Um, it was amazing. Like literally the most beautiful thing, like um, I felt held by the universe. I was, you know, telling myself how amazing I was for like two hours. I was just talking <laughs> to myself and, you know, it was transformative. But part of that is me being able to lean in. When you can't lean in, you need to get overpowered by these compounds. And that's not necessarily a good situation. And your mindset can kind of dictate the path that all of this will take. So if you're going in with a mindset of fearfulness and, and concern, and, you know, you may end up manifesting that through your, your experience. So it's important to me to, to start kind of low and slow and start with the right people and be in that loving environment where you set intentions, where you're facilitated the whole time. Someone's there for your needs, um, you know, to get you a blanket, to be there if you're crying, to you know, to get you water, you know, electrolytes or, you know, whatever it is. And then people that are there for the next 12 weeks to integrate with you and, and, you know, guide you through this process. Now you've, now that you've had these epiphanies and you've kind of felt your inner truth, like, what is it you're going to do with that? Was it just an entertaining experience or are you going to make life changes based on that? You know, people, decide to, you know, change their, their job, people decide to get divorced, people decide to get married, people decide to, you know, make life changes that they've suppressed, despite knowing what the truth is. And, you know, that can be fearful um, for some people, of course, like the, the big changes that may come as a result of these plant medicine experiences but ultimately it's your truth and you're not suppressing your truth anymore. And while those changes can be difficult, they're also freeing. Um, when you start stepping into your authentic self, it's so freeing because so much of the time we actually know the things we need to do, but we're just pushing those down and pushing those down and pushing those down and justifying and you know, through that, through these experiences, for me, that's how I've had so many shifts. Like people that see me and know me now are like, you're like a completely different person because I've shed a lot of that anxiety. I've shed the imposter syndrome. You know, I, I don't worry about those things anymore. Um, do you I write just, about this in your book? I do. I do. Yeah. And, and tell us again, the name of the book It's the energy formula and people can get it at energyformula.com. 
That's it. That's it. And I go through all kinds of supplements in there. And can I shift the conversation into supplements for those of us that are scaredy cats of the psychedelic issues? Yeah, of course. I wouldn't be ready for it. So what did you do to heal your biochemistry in terms of the depression and anxiety? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And it's so multifaceted. Like, Like I said, all these biohacks that I'm doing and in the book, like energy formula, it's experiment, nutrition, exercise, routines, growth, and your tribe. So I cover all these different aspects of improving longevity and having a better health span over lifespan, because it's not just about the years in your life, but the life in your years. And so I go through all the different lab work you should do, like the top three labs that I feel like everyone should get. And can you give us a little hint? Yep, I will. Um, So CRP, C-reactive protein, uh, is a great marker for inflammation. Um, Hemoglobin A1C is a great marker for blood sugar and blood sugar damage glycation. And then oxidized LDL, which is uh, looking at oxidative damage, like free radical damage. And then I would also look at LPA, lipoprotein A, over really over anything like HDL, LDL, like cholesterol kind of stuff. Those really aren't that accurate at predicting cardiovascular health. But the Um, LPA is the unsung hero. It really is. And then, uh, and then vitamin D status. I just think like that's one of the most key things to, to human health is, is vitamin D. And as we've heard so much about it. So those would be like my top five labs. I could probably give you 20 labs that are great, but those are some that I would just get right off the bat. Oxidation. And if, some, and if somebody has a, mm-hmm. I've got to ask you this question. I have a lot mm-hmm. of clients that have high LPAs. Mm-hmm. So I know about niacin. I know about fish oil, mm-hmm. which I'm not crazy about these days. But what do you do to get it down quickly? Yeah, like you said, niacin is is amazing, and I believe in the full flush version of niacin. Yes. Um, and and one benefit, really interesting benefit. Um, and, and I talk about this in the book a lot is increasing NAD levels, right? So uh, NAD right? and tell us about NAD. this latest, greatest nutrient. Yeah. So NAD is at the core of mitochondrial energy and also in protecting DNA. And so if you want to live a life, like I talk about in my book with more energy, uh, at the key to that is going to be increasing mitochondrial function and number. Mitochondria are those cellular powerhouses, if you remember, right? And NAD is kind of the, the, the substrate that's making that happen to produce more ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which is the energy currency for the body. So NAD is core to this. And how do we boost NAD? Because NAD declines as we age. Uh, not only do we produce less, but we actually break it down faster. We catabolize it faster as we age. So it's a double whammy. And niacin in this one study, this was looking at healthy human males, young males who already have high NAD levels. So I actually think this is more interesting for those of us that are uh, getting on in years is that NAD levels increased eight times in these healthy uh, NAD rich young men. So what's profound about that is if we take niacin and, and the dose was high 500 milligrams twice a day, 
But aren't there any? But aren't there NAD supplements on the market now? There are, there are, but I actually don't believe they are as potent uh, at increasing NAD levels as niacin. So. And how much would you need to take? How much would you need to take? 500 milligrams twice a day, and oh. I would build up to that. So I would start it with. It doesn't 100. affect the liver negatively. No, no. Um, actually, the the time released ones do. Um, so I would do uh, niacin. I would start with 100 milligrams, and you'll still feel the flush. It feels like a, it's called peristesis, a tingling. I love that and flush. <laughs> and you can, you can kind of feel like it's like almost doing like a something yes um you'll actually see it in the mirror like people might ask you like what's going on but, and then they freak out a little bit yes. yeah um but that'll it last like 30 to 60 minutes um and you can build up your tolerance to it so um that's what i would recommend yes there's other supplements like nr nicotinamide riboside also called true niogen uh there's one called nmn nicotinamide mononucleotide, that's the one I would prefer over NR. So NMN is a solid supplement and does increase NAD levels and doesn't have the flushing. So I would recommend that in lieu of niacin. Uh, one of the other things I would recommend for uh, improving uh, dyslipidemia or um, hypercholesterolemia would be um, and a nutrient, another nutrient actually from the B vitamin family, it's called pantothene. So you uh, like that better than pantothenic acid? I do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, it's a coenzyme, coenzymated version. It of, was, it was widely used in Dr. Atkins clinic, by the way, he was a dear friend. He was oh, a big nice. believer in pantothene. So I'm glad you're talking about it because nobody's it seems to be recognizing it anymore. Yeah. And then you know, an interesting, you spoke of fish oil, and I know like there's kind of mixed discussions on fish oil right now, but there's a really interesting omega-3 called DPA. You might know DHA and EPA, but there's one called DPA from Manhattan fish. Um, and it's about 10 times more anti-inflammatory than EPA is. Um, and there's very few fish that have it. Um, and it's kind of a rarity. Uh, but it's a really interesting fish oil omega-3 compound, DPA. Interesting. So that's one to look at. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you did to create a parasympathetic state? You were, you've been constantly in a sympathetic state. I'm very interested in that because people can heal in sympathetic mode. Yeah, exactly. So sympathetic uh, state, like there, there's kind of two nervous system states, um, in the autonomic nervous system, there's parasympathetic and sympathetic. And, and sympathetic is that fight, flight, or freeze. And, and parasympathetic is rest and digest. And, you know, one isn't necessarily better than the other. It's just that, and flow state is actually kind of a combination of the two where you're stimulated, but you're relaxed. Um, and that's really like a great state to be in if you're a creator. Um, but most of us are way too sympathetic nervous system uh, dominant, and, uh, and we're not in a state where we're uh, repairing and where we're relaxing and where our body's recharging uh, because we're always uh, in that fight, flight, or freeze state. 
So that's not necessarily a, a healthy place to be, but it's very common with people that are uh, overworked, with people that are traumatized, with people that are fighting depression and anxiety, um, all of which I was. So for me, like, you know, getting some of the, these other biohacks uh, can be helpful. Things like meditation, uh, daily affirmations, like just talking about, you know, I feel healthy, wealthy, and wise. I feel energized. I feel loved. I feel supported. You know, telling yourself these positive things, because if anyone talked to you, like you talked to you, you wouldn't be their friend. <laughs> So you need to change that, that inner self language and make it a positive one. And that's where the reframing comes in because most of the time we're actually reframing the negative direction. We're talking, we're like, oh, that figures, that sucks. Of course, this happens to me. We're reframing reality in a negative direction and reframing in a positive direction can be so impactful. And part of that is these affirmations and gratitude work. You know, saying like all the things that you're grateful for that are so good in your life. You know, yes. we complain about the one thing that might be frustrating that day, but there's 99 other things that went right and have so much gratitude for those things. So when you start shifting your perspective, you start shifting your reality. And again, that's something that happened for me in the plant medicine work, but also by reinforcing it with things like meditation, gratitude affirmations, journaling, um, grounding, you know, walking barefoot outside, getting outside, grounding, literally, it changes the ions flowing through your body. So how did you, uh, how did you find time to do all this? I mean, you've created 500 products, you have yep. 30 or more patents, you've, you've had scientific citations, and perhaps 20 journals, you've been extraordinarily successful in our field. How did you make time for all this personal growth? That'll be my last question. I, I got it. So let me walk you through this. This is, this is a, the key. a morning. This is, this is changing both of those things, your morning routine and the reframing in 10 minutes. Okay. Wake up with me. Oh my gosh. I'm so tired. I shouldn't have stayed up and watched the ball game or game of Thrones. I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. uh, my neurons are actually firing slower. This has been proven in data. So I need I need to get some energy because they're actually acutely insulin resistant and they're not taking up uh, blood glucose. And so I need to get caffeine. I need to get sugar because I can't get going. Let me jump in the car. I'm already running late. Uh, man, traffic, this sucks. Like uh, I'm going to just go right into all my emails and phone calls and, you know, check out Facebook and Instagram and Oh, I'm exhausted. I'm just going to, you know, get some more caffeine and sugar out of the vending machine. And then I'll just go to lunch. I'm hanging on for lunch and I'll just eat whatever today because I have decision fatigue because I didn't get enough sleep. So I'm going to, you know, eat all this garbage, you know, at lunch and I'm just hanging on for the end of the day. I finally get home. I'm going to sit down and have a beer, lay down on the couch, watch TV because I can't go to the gym. I'm just exhausted. I'll get things better tomorrow. If you wake up just 10 minutes earlier and now instead, like 
you can you can buy these apps or lamps where the light slowly gets brighter in the room. And then instead of your alarm clock, you can have something where chimes come in and get louder and louder and louder over, you know, course of 10 minutes and start gently bringing you in instead of like this sympathetic cortisol blast of just abruptness. And then as you gently come in and wake up, uh, you start doing some breath work and you do like box breathing where it's four to eight seconds as the box. So four to eight seconds in, four to say four to eight seconds hold, four to eight seconds out, four to eight seconds hold, and then you repeat that four times. Now you've done some breath, you've gotten in the body, you're, you're in that parasympathetic state, you're relaxed. And now I do some affirmations. And I just say like, I'm going to have a great day today. I'm going to make an impact on someone today. I'm going to find a person and change their life today. I'm going to feel my healthiest today. You know, money will freely come to me today because I'm manifesting my best life. And then I go into gratitude and say, I'm so thankful that my dog is licking my face right now. I'm so thankful mm -hmm. that I have a car, that I have a, a house, that I have a job, that I have food, that so many things in my life are amazing. I'm loved and supported. Life is good. And then I do some light stretching, getting in my body again, activating my body, neuromuscularly connecting to my body. And then I drink a full glass of water and I've hydrated, I've taken care of myself, I've prioritized myself, that first thing in the morning, I am taking care of who I am. And then that's 10 minutes. And then when I get to work, uh, you know, I'm using this technique that I go through in the book, um, where you turn off uh, your Wi Fi for the first two hours, and you just work on one big project. And you knock that out from 8 to 10 a.m. And then you're super accomplished. You're not going down this rabbit hole of, of, you know, fires all day long. And so now at 10 a.m., I have a massive thing knocked out that I put full focus on. It's called Deep Work by Cal Newport. And, and then now I can check my email. Now maybe I've had something to eat because I've, I do intermittent fasting. And then at lunchtime, I might go take a walk instead of, you know, going to eat at some restaurant because I already ate, you know, something at 10. And then, you know, I'm accomplished the whole day. I'm, I'm in a relaxed state. I'm in an accomplished state. I've knocked a big item out. I've, I've you know, ate food. I've gotten in my body. I'm, I have had gratitude and, and affirmations. I've exercised. I've you know, like today is a good day, just because of those 10 extra minutes changing everything, setting the tone. And I've, and I've practiced how to become a reframer by doing affirmations and gratitude work. And your whole day, the whole tone of the day is so different. And it just starts with 10 minutes in the morning. That's the name of your next book, 10 minutes in the morning. <laughs> I like it. We can actually co-author it. I like it too. Thank you so much for being my guest, Sean. You've been just such a sweetheart. I'm so glad that Chris Gethin insisted that I get to know you. Oh, that's one of my favorite people. And now you are too. Thank you, Anne. Very sweet. Very kind. I hope I see you in Texas. 
Oh, I would love that. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to all my listeners, my guests. Thank you once again for tuning into First Lady of Nutrition, where you can visit me at annlouise.com for all my blogs, my articles, all the news that's fit to use. And thank you to my sponsors, Unikey Health Systems and CS Health. So shalom uvracha, blessings, and may you be healthy for the next year and the next years of your life. Please don't forget to subscribe and like First Lady of Nutrition podcast. Thank you so very much.